Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. everyone and welcome to the probably honest podcast with myself dan myself mark and we have a guest myself gavin from talk it's not, like, it's not actually my full name <laughs> myself gavin <laughs> myself gavin <laughs> hello hello welcome thank you thank you very much for having me here yeah we're very very excited to have you come and join us we kind of had we've had people on in the past i don't know if you've listened to any of the previous episodes we've had people on in the past but They've, we were talking about this the other day. They've kind of just been mates. Okay. So it, you're, you're a bit of a step up. Right. Yeah. Just got to be professional in, now. Yeah. I'm used to yeah. sit now. I'm this great. You've been great. Professional guest. Professional guest. Blind man. Never been called that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we, we wanted to get you on because obviously our podcast is about mental health. I mean, our background is recovery and the 12 steps, but we've gone into this from the beginning saying, well, let's talk about some topics ourselves between us two as friends, evolve it, let's get some guests on, but let's not make it specific to the 12 steps. Let's evolve and see what's out there. And um, the first, one of the first thing that came to mind as someone who, as we were talking about, enjoys a, a non-alcoholic drink was seeing the clear head drinks that we've got at the moment. So thank you for the gift. And reading the back and looking at talk club and being like what is that and then through through that understanding and 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 then getting in contact with you eventually but just observing since me first seeing what clearhead was maybe a year or two ago talk club and seeing what was going on and now it's just <laughs> yeah it's, uh, you know i got to stop saying it's it's mental because i obviously can't shouldn't say that with mental health charity but it is, it is really, it's, it's amazing is the word. It's fantastic. Um, we've only been a charity for 18 months. 
Um, it was our anniversary the other day, uh, for 18 month anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> Didn't get a cake or anything. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just sitting here now slurping on clear head and looking at that and, and the beer, it, sometimes we forget how far we've come. It was only the other day I was visiting a friend and I was telling them, oh, tell me what's going on with talk club. And I was telling them everything we were doing. And I, and I literally started crying because I was just so overwhelmed with what we we've done and and how far we've come but you just it just on us autopilot you just go right next next what can we do next and, and and that very much is how um me and ben ben acres are the are the, the co-ceos of talk club uh and we we are it's almost like we're in competition with each other we're always driving it's a healthy competition but we're always driving each other go right what we're going to do next? What should we do next? We move probably too fast for our own detriment, and, and so it's great all the things that are happening. But when I talk to other CEOs at charities, they're always a bit like, "Blow me! You've done a lot already," and I'm like, "Yeah, we need to probably slow down a bit and take it steady." But um, yeah, it's come a long way. I mean, I should go back to the beginning, really. I'm sort of jumped ahead to the to the ending, but like a Tarantino movie. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty much give, what our give, podcast is. Yeah, just one yeah. big Tarantino flick. <laughs> <laughs> Given the, I've started with the ending. I'm here. So the sort of story, the story is it's all down to Ben Aker's amazing documentary called Steve. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's available online, stevedocumentary.com or it might be .co.uk. Uh, but it's Steve documentary is out there if you Google it. Uh, ben made this documentary and it was about his childhood best friend eight years ago. It's, childhood best friend Steve took his life and Ben's background is advertising. So he's worked in the TV advert, advert, you know, industry and knows about filming obviously and has made his own adverts and always wanted to get into documentary making. And he said, well, he was going through lots of therapy and for his own grief back of that, he decided he wanted to make a documentary about his friend and about suicide because it's, uh, it's a topic that is not discussed. It's a topic that it's very taboo. People don't talk about it. And um, once you actually start to look at the stats, it's quite frightening that it's happening every 90 minutes. And it's it, the thing most likely to kill me is me, not cancer or anything else. Just saying that is, is, is unbelievable, really, when you say that stat. So um, on the back of that, Ben made a documentary. <laughs> My my involvement in all this was I, I did the music for the film. And that's how me and Ben met. We actually met because we're both Arsenal fans. <laughs> and so we bonded over that. That's how we got introduced because we're both Gooners. And at the moment, it's amazing. Season, we're top of the yeah, league. Cracking season. Go on. So at the moment, my numbers are high because of Arsenal. <laughs> so that's great. So yeah, we bonded over Arsenal. And, and both our kids go to the same primary school. So we sort of got chat. I remember, I remember when we got chatting in the playground one day. And I sort of said to him, I know you've done this documentary, if you ever need any music, you know, I've, I've done some albums, you know, not to sort of be, you know, cocky or anything, but I've done a few albums and done six albums now. And I said, look, if you want any music, it's yours, free, help yourself. You know, I'd like to donate the music to the film to to, to help. Yeah, that absolutely be a pleasure. So he was, he went away and then came back and went, yeah, great, actually, can I have eight of the songs? I was like, yeah, great. So eight songs came in the film. And so from the back of that, I got chatting to him, obviously, while the film was being finished. And I sort of said, what, what do you want to do next sort of thing? What's the legacy after this? 
And he said, then, well, actually, we're already starting to think about setting up a talking group uh, where we, we might call it Talk Club or something like that. So they had the, already had the name and the idea, thanks to Neil, one of the co-founders, who came up with the name Clearhead as well. So he came up with Talk Club and Clearhead. He's a genius. And so I, was, I said to Ben, well, I'm interested in getting involved because at the time I was training to be a therapist myself, a counsellor myself. And since then I've qualified and I've got my own practice. Um, so I said at the time, I'm in, I'm interested in getting involved in this absolutely from a therapeutic point of view. If you need someone like me to help with that, I'm I'm up for it. And so he was like, actually, you're exactly the person I'm looking for. Great. And that was it. And then it was sort of for a good sort of couple of months, just sort of the idea was there, but not really much going on. And then one day I just said, why don't we just start up a Facebook group, a talk club Facebook group, a private group. Because I'd with the count there was a there's a there's a group called the Counseling Tutor, which I was a member of, and there's twenty-two thousand members on this group. And what I loved about being a part of this group on Facebook was you'd post something on there. So say if you're doing an essay or something, go, Oh my god, what's this essay? You know, and any help. And the support was incredible. People going, Oh yeah, well, I've done that. And but this you should read this book on page twenty-four of that is this, it's that. And I was like, Oh, this is great. And that's when I thought, well, actually, this might work with men and talk, you know, talk club. So that's when we said, well, why don't we just set up a private talk club group and see what happens? And within a month, we had 1,500 men join this talk club group, this private group, and we're chatting and everyone was going on there. And it was just a beautiful thing to see this community unfold. And also to see the demand for that as well. Like yeah. 1,500 people in a few, like that's... Yeah. That's probably 1,500 guys who are probably desperate to talk as well, which is pretty incredible. I think that was it. You don't know until you do it. It's a bit like I said about suicide. You don't know about it. Obviously, now I hear about suicide every day because people write to us and tell us, but I didn't know anything about it. I think I knew one person in my life who had done it as such. And once you're in it, you hear about it a lot. And it's the same with with the talk club. Once you start to open a group and invite men along and they, and they start to be vulnerable and open up, you realise, wow, there's so many men out there who are struggling and need help. And I, so for us, that, was, that, that group was the start, start of it, really. And then we, from that, we're like, well, why don't we, let's, let's try and set up a talk, a, you know, real talking group and see what happens. Um, and so we started at the Bristol Beer Factory, uh, obviously in Bristol, and their tap rooms, the back of their bit at the beer factory, there was a kitchen. And Sam, the guy who runs it, said, yeah, you can, you can use that. So the very first ever talk club, talk club meetup, happened in the back of the beer factory in the kitchen. And I think there was about four of us and three of them were co-founders, you know, <laughs> and then we had one other guy turn up. We were like, oh, okay, great. And we didn't really know what we were doing. You know, we were just sort of like, uh, should we, uh, you know, and then we, it started to evolve. That's the beautiful thing about the group. It was a natural, um, Ben had been to a few talking groups while, while he was making a documentary. He obviously went to visit a few talking groups, one of them being Andy's Man Club, which is one of, which is one of the biggest in the country. It's a, great charity and we are big fans of theirs 
And and he'd obviously been to their talking group and gone, well, they have rounds, they do it. So we're like, okay, let's have rounds. And we sort of, but we wanted to make it different to their. Obviously, we were like, there's no point doing the same thing. Let's make it different. So we just decided um, their, their talking group is a bit more open, a bit more of an open forum. And we decided we wanted to make it a bit more sort of boundaried. And so go, right, we'll have the four rounds. And that's when the How You Out of 10 sort of came into play in real force. Go, right, let's have a check-in because then we know when men check in, we also know what number when they're checking out. Because we were like, well, you can go to a talking club, but if you have no idea if you're doing any good, they could be leaving in a worse state when they came in. You don't know. So we go, well, we need some kind of data, some kind of system that we... So the how you out of 10 was a really good way to measure, okay, you know, we've got four blokes coming in and they're leaving their numbers are higher. Well, we must be doing something right. So that's how it sort of evolved around the in and out numbers. So we just decided, well, we got the in and out bit. We're going to do in the middle, <laughs> you know. Uh, and I think the first draft, there was about eight rounds to start with. It was like, you know, doing this and what favorite holidays and you know all this stuff. It wasn't like that, but you know. But it was all this. It was lots of. I remember being lots of rounds. Uh, I think uh, Ben had come up with, with some rounds of ideas that he'd sort of collected on his sort of research. And I, uh, and I, so I sort of came in on sort of therapy, therapeutic side and said, yeah, this, we can refine this and make it a bit more slimline. And I was like, I think we could get this down to four rounds and really, so we just kept experimenting with it really. And that, so that first talk club over that summer, three and a, you know, three, three and a half years ago was an experiment. And we just kept going, well, let's do, so we do six rounds and go, oh yeah, actually that fifth round didn't work very well. And, and so we eventually refined it down to four rounds and, 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 and very much simplified it. And the nice thing about talk club, the talking groups is it's quite forward thinking. It's quite positive. It's all about, we talk about what are the positives in your life in round two? What are you grateful for? Name three things that you're grateful for. And in round three, we talk about what you're doing this week for mental fitness. So we use the language mental fitness about you time, what is going to help you this week to build up your mental fitness. And then round four is the how are you out of 10 now? Check out. Really simple. But surprisingly, it takes two hours. It does take two hours. And that was almost what decided decided it in, in the beginning was, well, two hours feels like enough. And and we and, and the four rounds seem to work in, in that format of two hours. During the experimental phase of trying out different how many rounds there are in a session was that also just open invitation for the general public to be they're just coming to the sessions and you're just trying out different round amounts there and yeah absolutely it was those first couple of people that came almost you know with the guinea pigs really of we're trying stuff out and going seeing what worked and going yeah that but you you we knew pretty quick you know you we knew pretty quickly it's a bit you know i'm a musician i'm a songwriter and i I know pretty quickly if a chorus isn't working Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> or if you know, an out, you know, or oh, that intro's a bit long. So uh, we, we, you know, we could, you could tell straight away. Actually, four rounds. So it very quickly adapted to four. We did, we did a couple of eight and six, and eventually got to four. And it was like, yeah, that that feels right. And it's been like that ever since. You know, that's that. It's never changed. It stayed at those four, those four questions. It's very simple. 
And also, it, it because it's very boundaries and you stay within that question, there's no sort of cross conversation. It's actually about listening, actually, is what you're doing more than talking. But talk club sounds better than listen club. Yeah. But, you, know, <laughs> yeah. You, know, you know, I remember one guy saying early on, and that's when it was, it really hit home for me. I remember him saying, I'm not heard in my job. I'm not heard at home. This is the only place I'm actually heard. And that that really hit home for me how powerful Talk Club was, is, um, and and because he he got his moment every week to speak and talk, and he wouldn't say an, a lot, you know, because it would just be answering the questions. But it was enough for him to go, wow, it so feels. And he said, I remember him saying, it feels so good not to have someone else tell me, um, oh, you know, tell me how to fix it. Oh, you should do this, you should do that. And that's what I say to captains. They're called captains who run the group, by the way, because um, it's not to do with, obviously, football, it's to do with pirates and captains. I could be in Bristol. Uh, no. But uh, I tell the captains, I said, you know, we generally listen to reply. We're doing it now, us three. We listen to reply. Um, we don't normally listen to understand. And that's what we're doing at Talk Club. We're listening to understand each other. And so if you are an introvert, you've it, it's, it, what an amazing place to be. You finally get a platform where you can be heard. And that's what we were very conscious of. We were like, doesn't matter whether you're a bin man, banker, you know, you're all equal in that room. And that's why we wanted the structure. So it felt that way, that when you're in that room, you're as important as anyone else and your voice is is important and you get to be heard. And also it keeps it safe. So for the captains that are, they're volunteers, you know, they're not counsellors, they're volunteers. And so it feels safe for them because they know, well, someone's not going to come there and actually have a, what I call a trauma dump, you know, and dump lots of trauma on everyone and then go, oh God, I don't know how to carry this. There's none of that, you know. So it's, it's quite safe. Everyone feels quite safe. And if it's safe, what happens? People open up. People feel safe. They talk. So we've, we, you know, it's, it seems like it's been flung together, but it actually has been a lot of planning, you know, a lot of thoughts gone into it. And Ben's lovely mum, Pam, she's a therapist herself for 25 years. So me and Pam did a lot of work on this therapeutically on how, how this will work. That was, that was, that was how it got started really. And, and then from then we've had the talk and move groups it evolved into running groups. We've just launched Talk and Skate now. Um, we're talking about, I talked to somebody the other day about doing Talk and Rollerblading. Um, we've got Talk and Football. Um, and obviously from that, it has evolved as a therapy groups because we, I, was, I, was, I suddenly realised I was like, well, we're bringing men into Talk Club. Well, what if they need to open up more? What if they want to go deeper? But, uh, and, I, I, and I'm obviously training captains to signpost people and they go, yeah, go to BACP or go to BACP. And everyone's, there's no characters available because everyone in Bristol's full. Uh, and I, and same with myself, I'm a therapist and I've got eight, eight to 10 people on my waiting list at the moment. It, you know, it, everyone's very busy that I know. So we're a solution, we're a solution based charity. We always think, what can we do to help? And we thought, I know, why don't we, if we could see, if we could, see six men at a time then six men could get therapy even while they're waiting for the one-to-one it's somewhere they can go and feel supported and open up and talk and so it was a no-brainer 
but like all these things, it took it took a good over a year to get it off the ground and plan it and train everyone up and you know um so it's it's taken a lot of energy to get this far but we it's it's running now the face to face group is there we've just launched the online group as well um with an amazing therapist in brighton called nathan so that's fantastic i've already got two or three men signed up for the next one in january so it's just up and running now and that's it it's great it's, it's and we and, and we only charge we asked for a donation of 50 quid. So that's it. It's like £6.25 a session equivalent, which is... In the grand therapeutic scheme of things, that's a, it, obscenely cheap. It's a pint in, you know, yeah, yeah. in a pub or a clear head in a pub. Mm. Yeah. You know, so it's really cheap. And and and, and obviously the the charity pays for, pays for the rest, but we, which is amazing. We've had, we have some local businesses donate to us recently we started a campaign called um support a man sort of campaign because it, it costs 150 pounds to put someone through the therapy group um so we said to this local business you know if you they, they gave us 450 quid and i was like well you've just put three men through the group so that's fantastic so it's really nice you can quantify it and go that money is is helping is helping a man it's saving a man's life you know it's amazing so so we've we've gone from talking group move groups um which has worked really well into therapy groups uh and eventually we, we do want to offer one to one uh counseling at some point but that's very expensive and that's almost the next one the biggest the big goal for us we want to we want to we want to open up a talk club hub we want a, a specific building where a man can go and walk in and someone can say, can I help you, sir? Like they say in, you know, John Lewis or wherever, can I help you? And they go, yeah, I'm struggling. Right. Come and sit down. This is what we've got. We've got group therapy, one-to-one. We've got talking groups. We've got, oh, Tuesday night, we've got a running group. Wednesday night, we've got a football group. Thursday night, we've got, you know, talk and skate. I, I want somewhere where a man can walk in and go, it's all there. What do you want? We can help you. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. That's my ultimate goal. I say mine, our, it's all of our ultimate goal. But yeah, a talk club, talk club hub would be amazing. Well, at this rate, it'll be, you know, next week. Next, next yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I, we keep, because it's sort of there, we keep going, oh, should we have a meet and talk to someone about, you know, no, don't, don't even, because it's a huge, huge thing to set up. I mean, the, it, sadly, it's something that the government should already have in place. It should already be there, sadly. We do have IAPT and they are amazing. And I don't want to say anything about the NHS because the NHS are incredible and the people who work in it are incredible. And the IAP service, which is the mental health service for adults, is, is fantastic. But obviously they can only do so much. But when you've got waiting lists of over a year for counselling and CBT. So that's why charities exist. We exist because there's not enough. And eventually, I do think we, you know, I think I think eventually we will, you know, we'll be there for for men and women, and you know, I'd love to be there for the whole family, you know, for the whole family to come to us and go, right, you know, my daughter's struggling, or my wife, or you know, I think that would be the ultimate goal, is that we help everyone, and and I keep saying to everyone, well, until those stats change, seventy six percent of suicides are male, until they're fifty fifty. That's why we exist. Sadly. 76%. So from like, obviously you've been doing this a little while now Mm. and you have, is there a specific demographic of men that you're seeing coming to tour club or is it the the whole spectrum? It's the whole spectrum. I mean, our youngest captain in Kent is 18. Wow. And our oldest captain is in Western and he's 81. Wow. Okay. So we're literally, and I'm not making that up. He's called Rich and he's a magician and he's amazing and I love him dearly and he's 81 years old. Shout out to Rich. Shout out to Rich. Magic Rich, his name is. Magic, Magic Rich. Rich. And he came because his his wife had died, been married for 45 years. His wife died and obviously he was on his own and lonely and was in Western and, and you know, like, like his, you know, a lot of his friends had died and, um, he heard about Torquem and he came one week and absolutely loved it and and came over and then was like, Joe, what can I can I do the captain's training? And I'm like, yeah, and I trained him up and he's now one of the captains of the group. It's amazing. And I think what what we want to do is is keep growing. We have got talk clubs worldwide, and I don't want to say that like whether they're everywhere worldwide. They're not. There's there's certain places, um, Singapore. We had one in San Francisco, but I think he stopped now. Uh, Sydney has got a really good talk club. We were hoping to open one in in Toronto and Canada. And I was chatting to someone literally on Instagram earlier in Brazil who wrote to me and said, love what you do. Can can I set one up here? And I'm like, yeah, I can train you up on Zoom. We can do it. It's that. I mean, the thing is, people don't think it's that easy. My workplace could really do with a talk club. We'll have to chat after yeah. the, after the podcast, but yeah, I mean, it's like it's amazing that you've built something that's actually so scalable. Yeah, and obviously, like, kind of that that kind of thing spreads really, really quickly, which is incredible. 
Yeah, I, and I think at, at the businesses, what businesses really like is is two things: is the mental fitness attitude or way of thinking, whatever you want to call it. They like that because mental health feels quite heavy for a lot of people, understandably. Um, and I think men really relate to mental fitness because of physical fitness and yeah, mental fitness. So it's quite masculine and great. Um, so I think that it really does hit home. It's not our, we didn't coin that phrase. It's been around a while. Um, ben, I think Ben got it from Danny Scholthorpe when he did the Steve documentary, but it was a, something we heard of it. Oh, I like that. Let's use that and, and use it more. So businesses like that because it's, it's that way of thinking. And, and, and obviously with the, how are you out of 10? Because with the how are you out of 10, you're actually putting the responsibility on the person. Because if you're in a workplace, you're saying, well, you need to manage you. Like myself, I check in with myself every morning. I wake up and think, what's my number? You know, and okay, if I'm a six, how can I get to a seven? You know, or if, or if my numbers are low, I'm going to take it steady today. Like today, I'm pretty exhausted. So I've I've taken it steady today. I've done my emails, but I went to the office, did my emails and just took it a little bit slower and gentle because I was like, actually, I'm pretty exhausted after a busy couple of weeks. And my, I thought, yeah, my numbers are lower today. And so I could could slow down, took responsibility for that, owned it and went, right, what can I do to help me? And I think that's the great thing about how you out of 10. And that's what business is like is going, well, you actually the staff, um, they can all own how they're feeling. And if their numbers are consistently low, so if you, for example, over a week, if you're twos and threes, it's like, well, then you know, I got to do something about this. You know, it's a bit like if you've got a big gut, you know, and I've eaten too many sweets and drank too much beer. I've got to do some more sit-ups, you know, I've got to do something about that. I'm getting fatter. And it's like that with the with your mind. You know, your mind's getting fatter, you know. You got you don't go to the gym because you've had a heart attack. You've got to go before, you know, and and stay fit. And it's the same. That's why we say talk club is gym for the brain. I heard the how you out of ten thing, and I'm I'm probably guaranteed that the person who said it got it from you guys in my workplace a couple of weeks ago when we were in a HR meeting talking about supports that are being offered to managers for people, for people dealing with mental health issues. So yeah, but we're, I mean, it's a big topic at the moment from a purely profit driven perspective. You're so much better off if your workforce is actually happy and functioning properly. So from a business perspective, it makes total sense. When I've been for, you know, a job interview recently, uh, a slightly kind of bigger company within within Bristol. Their whole thing was, you know, the well being of the people they're hiring. You know, they're they're almost throughout the whole interview process. They're like work from home Fridays, or if you do come in, there's like cake. If you need a rest, we we you know speak to us. If you're underperforming, we don't critique you. We ask what's going on at home. And I was like, oh wow, there. It's just it's uh, it's definitely you know bit by bit important that companies are doing that so yes they will get <laughs> resultantly more uh better performers and therefore more money for their company but it's much better than like cracking a whip all the time and bringing everyone into burnout really i don't think that works anymore either i, d- I don't know what your experience of that has been gavin but like the cracking the whip approach in mm. business people just leave now yeah. If you, if you have to work, <laughs> yeah. they do because like the job market's so fluid now and people don't 
stay at companies for 30, 40 years anymore. They go if they're, if you're in a brutal work environment, people just go, I'll, I'll actually leave. I'm yeah. not going to stick this out. So it doesn't work. Well, I think, we you know, we, I think companies are starting to, you know, put people first and realize it's because we are talking about it more. You know, we are talking about mental health a lot more. I think podcasts have, have, have been great for that to get the message out. I think suicide is is talked about more. Even in the last three years, I've I've seen it talked about more. When we started, it wasn't, and I, it definitely is now. Um, I think because you hear about it more and more, and I think people like Caroline Flack dying really opened it up to oh. But she's famous and she's rich and she's happy. Why would she do that? You know, and and people go, oh, it starts that conversation. And so I think people are talking about it more. And 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 sadly, we get a lot of businesses approach us when it's too late. And that's what normally happens. They normally come to us and go, yeah, we've had a lot, quite a few people off sick. We've had people leave or we've had someone take their life. Um, so can you come in and, and do some talk class? And I'm like, mm. and so the good thing is about a lot of these businesses we're talking to now, they haven't had that and they're going, they are aware that they don't want that to happen. And it is, and cause it, it is, a, it is about that, you know, let's be honest. The, the, the last thing you want is someone to take their life in your workplace. I mean, that is absolutely horrific. That must be such an, an interesting process as a as an organization for you guys when a company approaches you because obviously you guys are busy there's lots going on but you've almost got to do like a background check on the organization and be like are they just trying to get out of a situation or are they authentically trying to bring a a, a healthier work environment for the people that are working for them well i generally meet them and discuss it i went in last week to a to a a recruitment agency in Bristol because um, they were struggling, you know, when they've got a mental health first data, which everyone's got, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I don't particularly think are great because I'm, because the trouble is you pay all this money, they train you up and go, see you later. I'm like, well, what, what happens now? You know, what, you know, you're left sort of, uh, and, 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 I, and there's something uncomfortable and I, I, it worries me about the boundaries of having someone in the workplace. You're doing your job. Then I'm going to come over and trauma dump all my stuff on you. And then, oh, I feel great now. And then you're left doing, and and, and even though I have spoken to them, go, oh, no, that's not allowed. And it's got to be at certain times. And that, But um, it doesn't happen because the, some people I've spoke to who are mental health first aiders is they'll be out on a social and people will get drunk and then start going, oh, you know, I'm really struggling, actually. You know, like, oh, I'm out having a beer and enjoying myself. And now you, I'm not a mental first aid at the moment. I'm just having, you know, so those, those boundaries are crossed. And that's, that, that's worrying for me when I look, when, as, a, as an outsider looking in. And that's when it comes back to when I was chatting to this company saying, well, why don't you try putting the responsibility on all of you? And having, having the how are you out of 10, all of you checking in together so you're all aware of all of you, how you're doing. And if you know your numbers are low, then you need to go and do something about it. Not put it, no, I need to come to Mark and, and ask him what I should do about it. 
and and say, well, tell me what I should do. You know, it's taking responsibility for yourself and going, actually, I'm struggling. I need to go to the GP or I need to get some counselling. I think the 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 real eye opening thing about Talk Club for me recently and getting to know it more, I'm still I'm gonna be going to the twelve step meetings that we go to for the foreseeable. But the thing about Talk Club that's opened me up to the wider world, because for a little while you can get quite hemmed in into the little kind of twelve step bubble, uh, is depression in, in men, suicide in men literally could be anyone you know uh, you can an, an alcoholic can be subtle an addict can be subtle but more often than not quite obvious at the same time but someone who is like one day away from taking their life you you just you can't tell like the, you know um recently i spoke about this in the meeting the other day a, a lady i met at, at going to a festival and i took a uh, lovely car journey, you know, car, uh, car share. I, I put myself out there. I'll, I'll give you a lift. And uh, we shared this amazing conversation and, and just had a chat. And uh, she introduced me to all her friends. She lived, just moved to Bristol, living with her boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. Met her boyfriend, lovely guy. Uh, had this wonderful weekend. We're going to be friends when you get back. And I went for dinner with a friend of mine who was at the same festival. And he says, I've got uh, two bits of news for you. One bit of news is, you know, a good friend of ours is, is having a baby. I was like, amazing. Another friend, uh, another bit of news is that person, I'm just keeping there in anonymity for the sake of it, but um, they killed themselves. And I said, and, and I wasn't a good friend of theirs. I'd only just met them. We don't know why, but it just, there was... That week, this is why it's just, that's why it's so baffling to me. The whole, the whole thing is it can take a day. It can take an argument. It can take just one evening and then suddenly bam. So that's why I find charities such as yours very, very important. And I know that yours is centered towards, focused towards men for the, for the moment. And I'm and I'm sure there are charities. I'm I'm quite naive to the amount of charities there are out there, but I'm sure there are charities for women too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and in fact, in fact, you know, not off the top of my head right now, but there are, there are some that I've definitely been linking. But just being able to talk, because I don't know if that person had anyone to talk to you about what was going on for them. So, um, well, that's it. Uh, you know, we we've all got. Uh, trauma we've all got emotional pain of some sort that we carry um that's what fundamentally suicide is it you're in a prison of emotional pain and you think there's no way out from that and the only way i can be free of this pain is is to to not exist i mean that's the first thing samaritans ask you when you call them up and you say i'm feeling suicidal they will say do you want to stop the pain or do you want to stop living it's the first question they ask there's a big difference do you want to stop the pain or do you want to stop living? And obviously most people will say, I want to stop the pain. And so this is where it comes back to mental fitness. It comes back to that. It comes rather than, you know, the downstream and the problem here. How about before you even get in the water? You know, it, that's what it's about, being mentally fit before anything. 
So it is about the mental fitness is a big core of that because if and, and mental fitness also it, it, it includes stuff like therapy. Like you were saying about your friend, I, I think everyone should be in that, having some kind of therapy That's at right. some point. You know, I see so many men coming to my practice. And they will have maybe only six sessions, but that's enough for them. They have six sessions and go, yeah, I've talked about that. And yeah, do you know, that feels, that feels good. I've talked, you know, and I'm okay. Uh, I've gone away. And then a, a year later, they might contact me again and go, actually, I might have another six, you know. And so you can do it like that way of go, just gonna have a little bit and see how it goes and go back. But it's, it's wonderful once you're in it, you know, it's, I've obviously been a client myself, you know, and it's amazing to sit there and talk through stuff and look at stuff, get another perspective. And, and then you're, you're in it and you're talking about it and you cry and you feel the pain. And then the next day to go, wow, I feel lighter. So, and, and I always use that line, something has shifted, something has shifted inside and you don't know what it is but you know it's gone. You know, that's what it's about. It's about, you know, staying fit and talking. And it's and to lead it on to where we are now with the Liam Gallagher stuff, that's really hit home. Seeing that, actually, it's reminded me again. Yeah, for anyone who's un- unaware, is that what you're going to say? Yeah, I was, I was like, I hope we get to talk about the Liam Gallagher stuff. Because <laughs> we talked about it before we recorded. I was like, well, I hope we get to that bit. Sorry, please tell us about the Liam Gallagher stuff, Cameron. Yeah, so so the song came out uh, yesterday uh, called uh, Too Good For Giving Up. Fantastic song. Uh, and the lyrics are all about mental health and struggling. And Liam's recorded this song. And he, he, his people approached us and said, we would really like Talker to be a part of this release. And the story behind that is Liam's old label boss was a guy called Phil and his brother, sadly, Miles, took his life. And um, so Liam knew about this from, from, from three years ago, three, three, three and a half years ago when we first set up Talk Lab. And so, so the connection there really is a very personal one for Liam. Liam knows about Talk Club, he knows about Phil, and he knows that Phil's brother took his life. And Talk Club was, Talk Club was one of the reasons why it was set up. You know, Steve was the ultimate factor for Ben that drove Talk Club. Miles was the ultimate factor for me, why I wanted to get involved. That was the turning point for me. When he took his life, I thought, right, got to do something about this. You can't have people, you know, he was a GP in London, you know, successful, doing really well. And and I could see the devastation. Um, so that was the moment for me that I went, right, I really want to get involved and do this. And 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 the Christie family, Miles Christie. Uh, and, and and Rupert and Phil, they all they donated to Talk Club early on, and, and they gave us some money and said, "Please help other men. Please do good with this money." And we, and and I vowed to that, I will. You know, I promise you, I'm going to do all I can to help other men. So um, Liam obviously knew about us, has known about us all this time um, through Phil, and and so that's what's really nice about this story. And it's the same with Talk Club in a whole. Talk Club's very organic. We're not some corporate machine who's, you know, it's all organic. Everything we've done has been like, oh, should we try this? 
oh, and then someone's gone, oh, I've, I know someone who knows someone who does, who's looking for someone to do something with Nivea. Oh, right, great. And then, we've done, you know, it's not been sat down, you know, mastermind marketing planning meetings. It's all organic. It's just us going, right, we've got lots of energy. What can we go and do? And the same with Liam Gallagher. He's come to us and said, I would like you guys to be the charity, which is amazing because he could have chosen any charity. And charities like Calm, who are, you know, they are the the Sony of, you know, the big corporate of charity world, which everybody goes to and donates and is a multi, multi-million pound charity. Everyone goes to them, which is which is great, but it means the smaller charities like ourselves sort of miss out on those opportunities to 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 support more. And so we it was amazing when he sort of chose us, us little little charity in Bristol. And it's just been incredible. But like you say, it's all happens really, really organically. Not to over-spiritualize it or anything like that, but I I genuinely believe when things happen that naturally and that organically like it doesn't sound like you've been kicking down doors it feels like almost things have just you you kind of know you're doing the right thing you kind of know the universe is almost responding like this is the correct path for us to be on at the moment yeah it, 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 like, like everything we've done like with the with the clear head you know we 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 went to Bristol Beer Factory and said, got a really good name for alcohol-free beer. We <laughs> great name. Great, got a great name. Do you want to make an alcohol-free beer? And they were like, nah. <laughs> and then we were, we, for a year and a half, we were just prodding them going, come on, this would be, it's car. And eventually they broke. Sam, who, who, who is the manager there, one of the directors there, eventually went, all right, we'll we're, we're, we're do it. And, they, and then they, they came up with this amazing tasting alcohol-free beer. Um, and, and obviously it's our name and our logo. So yeah, they very kindly said, well, look, we'll give you 5% of the profit, you know, because it's your name and it's your, and so it's a collaboration and that'll be there forever. You know, that's, that's something that's in place with us for good. I tell you that having, having, having clear heads, that uh, having a spread that they they have around the, the nightlife culture is because I'm involved in, in the kind of late night music scene of, of Bristol and doing a lot of club nights and DJ stuff and it's hard work doing it sober. My friends are often like, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how like, you do it. Perseverance. Yeah. <laughs> Perseverance and lots of clear heads. And lots of clear heads. Yeah, I literally live off them if I'm on a if I'm if I'm working doing a gig or something like that, they taste great, and it, it you know it's a really. I mean, when when I remember the first time they brought out a tray, and we had one each, and I and I had a sip, and I went, "That's not alcohol free." There's no way <laughs> you've got this wrong, mate. So yeah, the so the beer you know came together, um, and then yesterday we just launched our own coffee as well. Oh, so really? yeah. That was yesterday. So we did. We stupidly did everything on the same day. We had the Liam single out, coffee out, and it was World Mental Health Day. Uh, so we were very. That's why I was so tired today because I was just. I did too much yesterday, and it was very busy, but very positive. But we've we've collaborated with uh, Wogan Coffee, nice, um, and we've made a coffee called Talk Club Ten. So it's take ten minutes of your day and ask yourself, how are you at ten? So that's why it's called Talk Club 10. And that's for sale now on Wogan's website. So people can buy that. Yesterday at the Arnold Feeney, we had a sort of open morning. People came down and tried it and, and everyone said it tasted really good. And so, so it's great. So we've got our own coffee now. So we've got a beer and a coffee, you know. Um, we're working on getting some razors next. And, 
and uh, you know we've got some electric shavers and you know all man, you've got Nivea for men. Those partnerships are really important, you know, because it, it get, so much awareness comes from those partnerships. Nivea will, Nivea will be huge. Yeah, it's it's a, t- a tougher one to to get into. It's a corporate yeah. world, and I, I don't I don't think we'll get much from from that, but. The clear, the clear head, and and the talk club ten coffee, they're great because um, not only do they bring money into the charity, um, but there is a lot of awareness. The amount of people that tweet us or message us, uh, what because they've they've bought a bought a clear head in a pub, and they read the side of the label and go, oh, oh god, great, this is, a, and then they you know take a picture of it and share it with us. That's happened so many times. We've been on people's stories, um, you know, because of Clearhead. So uh, it's amazing. The guy, as I said earlier, Sam Oaks from Recruit UK, he heard about us and he's setting up, he's doing loads of stuff for Talk Club now, and he heard about us through Clearhead. He was sat and he read it and saw it and went, oh, what's this? And then got, and sent, us a, sent us a message on Instagram and said, oh, you know, this is great. You know, I'd love to do more stuff. That's how I found out about you guys. Yeah. I was reading that and then yeah. girlfriend was like, oh, look at that. And I was like, let me dig into this a bit. And uh, there you go. Yeah. Now, you, now you're here. Now I'm here. <laughs> and and, and that's, so that's, that's why it's incredible. That's why it's not about finding partnerships to make money. It's finding partnerships to connect to more people. We should probably set the expectation that not everyone who drinks Clearhead is going to get Gavin in their living room. We should really just warn people. We don't we want people like coming up to you saying, What you didn't turn up in my living room? What's going on, man? I bought Clearhead. Clearhead. What's going on? I've sent you a message. You didn't turn up. <laughs> We've been we're kind of nearing the end of our, our our episode now, but um just in in case Mark had any pondering questions that you're dying to ask Gavin. Yeah, I think because we tend to ask people at the end of each episode, yeah. um, and I think you probably you've probably said it already what people need to do. But if there are, you know, let's say if there are guys listening right now or anyone um, who is struggling, what's what's like the first thing they can do? What's like the first thing that you would say this is what you can do? Well, and also as a sub question, how can they get involved in talk club? And well, firstly, contribute? if they're immediate struggling, always Samaritans in that immediate moment. Um, it's, I always say Samaritans and GP. That's your go-to first. You know, in that moment, really struggling, get on the phone to Samaritans. They're amazing, 24-7. And then the next day, go and book CG. I know at the moment it's hard to go and see a GP. So I know saying that is like, oh, great, if I can get one. But still, it, get that booked in. And then if you can afford it, try and find a counsellor. BACP website is fantastic. The British Association of Counselors Psychotherapists. BACP are like the AA of the therapy world. Everyone on there is qualified, so you know they're decent. So I'd highly recommend um, going on BACP, not just because I'm on there, but but I'm fully booked anyway. um, But of course, if you're, you know, come along and try a talk club. We do have talk and move stuff. So as I said, we have the talk and run group. We had one one guy come along to the talk and run group where we just, you know, checking how you're at, tell them what we're stretching, do the run, which you're doing your mental fitness, have a little bit of a chat while you're trying to breathe and running, and then a checkout at the end. And there was one guy who came to that, never forget. I remember saying to him, he was struggling a little bit, and I said, oh, you should try going to the talking groups. And oh, no, no, I couldn't sit around in a group of men and talk. That would be awful. And there's no way. 
a year later, he's the captain of the group. So it just shows you, you know, there is this sort of mentality of, oh, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to talk around men. It's horrible. And now he's a captain. So there is talk and move and talking groups like that, talk and skate, as I said. If you go to talkclub.org, our website, you can find all the groups on there. We've got an online community there. You can sign up to and be a part of that. As I said, we've got therapy groups now. If in doubt, you can email hello at talkclub.org. And if you are interested in therapy, you can email therapy at talkclub.org if you want to learn more about how to get some some therapy. Um, That is early days on the therapy side. So I want to sort of say about the expectations that we had quite a few people email us this week after Liam's stuff saying, I want to do therapy. And I'm like, yeah, it's not quite as easy. Just get you on tomorrow. There is a bit of a waiting list. We've only got two therapy groups running at the moment. I eventually want this to be nationwide, the therapy groups. Absolutely. But at the moment there's only two. So um got to bear with us with that. But um yeah, more importantly, it, not just about attending talk club and the groups and the therapy and the sport groups, check it on yourself. That's the best advice. Checking on yourself every day. If your numbers are low, do something about it. Beautiful. Donating to Talk Club as well. Yes, please. Yeah. So my personal bank account. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll link to those. We'll link to those yeah, in, the, in the description. It, yeah. <laughs> if you actually go to talkclub.org, there is a donate button on there. So if you do want to donate, absolutely. Thank you. And as I said, every £150 that comes in will pay for a man to have eight weeks of therapy. So that's amazing. It's amazing. It is amazing. It's incredible. You that you, you're helping those people who can't afford it. And we, we do get a lot of contact saying, I really want to do it, but I can't afford it at the moment. And we're like, don't worry, just get in. Yeah. It's fine. We'll cover you. No worries. Great. Well, thank you so much, Gavin. It's been like, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you come and chat with us and tell us about Talk Club and a bit about yourself as well. It's been, it's, it's been really good. So um, yeah, with that, we'll, we'll leave you there. Thank you very much.